Hi everyone, I'm Brian Peters, and this is the Science of Social Media, a podcast by Buffer, your weekly sandbox for social media stories, insights, experimentation, and learning. Welcome to episode number 125. I'm Haley Griffiths, and this week we've got a super fun episode lined up for you. We gathered advice from 13 different social media experts on their biggest tips and strategies for brands and businesses. In this exclusive roundup from some of today's leading experts, we'll be covering everything from treating social media like a party to advertising and everything in between. And if you're interested in learning more, be sure to check out the show notes today at blog.buffer.com. A warm welcome to the show, everyone. Let's kick it off. Social media marketing is becoming more and more pivotal for businesses around the world. More emails are being sent and more blog posts are being published on a daily basis than ever before in history, leaving only a few marketing channels to effectively reach your audience. And social media is now a key piece in the decision-making process for consumers too, particularly among upcoming generations such as millennials and Generation Z. That it is. One study shows that 70% of millennials base their decision to buy a product on recommendations made by their peers on social media. Another study shows that 60% of consumers have been influenced by a social media post or a blog review while shopping at a store. So social media truly is ingrained in all aspects of our lives which is exactly where we hope to help. But instead of asking you to take our word for the most effective social media marketing strategies and tactics, we thought we would ask a few of our favorite experts. So we scoured the web and read more than 300 pieces of social media advice from today's top influencers. And a lot of that advice was really, really good. Others, well, so we dwindled down the more than 300 pieces of advice to 13 of our absolute favorites, which we'll quote here in a second. But keep in mind that each piece of advice we're about to share is from someone that has helped to build a successful brand or business using social media throughout their careers. First up, fellow podcaster Pat Flynn says to treat social media marketing like you're going to a party, which I think is a really wonderful way to think about it. Just like at a party, you wouldn't or shouldn't go around posting about your brand and product all over the place on social media. That's very much like approaching a group of people at a party and then introducing yourself with your sales pitch. So instead, pay attention and listen to what your audience is already talking about at that party and then join in. Right. So in other words, Pat is advocating for adding value to the conversation already happening within your niche or the so-called group at the party. Ask your audience genuine questions, uh, ones that they care about, and then share great stories only after you've listened to them. Eventually, people will begin to take notice and want to find out more about what you have to say. You'll be the life of the party. James Shearer, lead editor at Wishpond, shares marketers' frustrations with the fallen organic reach for brands on Facebook, especially with the announcement from the platform in January of 2018. But he also understands that Facebook is a fantastic way for businesses to drive quality traffic and engagement. For Facebook marketing in 2019, James recommends continuing to publish high-quality engaging content, uh, content which creates conversation within your community, as we've talked about in the past, but... He also recommends to also acknowledge the truth of the matter of the fact, and that's that Facebook ads are the only way for your business to expose your content to a large targeted audience on Facebook. How about someone that we had on the show way back in episode number 29? That would be Sunny Leonarduzzi, who has grown a huge community on social media, and she can't stress the importance of planning on social media enough. 
Sunny points out that this is one of the most significant time wasters when it comes to social media marketing. I can attest to that one for sure, Haley, and we've heard from tons of businesses on the importance of planning ahead as well. So if you wait to the last minute or ignore creating a content calendar, at least for the month, your content on social media will suffer because you're, you're, you know, you're rushing everything. So thanks for that great tip, Sonny. Alrighty. So who do we have? Oh yeah. Okay. So Donna Marit from Socially Sorted. Donna's is a great one because it really speaks to long-term thinking on social media. She says to not get caught up in all of the trends and ever-changing social media platforms. They're just part of the bigger picture and what works for someone else may not work for you. Instead, focus on creating quality core content on a platform that you own, like your blog, website, podcast, or video, and that helps solve your audience's biggest challenges. Right. But we're not saying ignore social media. So once you have that really great core content, use that content to grow a quality engaged email list of people who are interested in what you have to share. Then you can use that content to grow a quality engaged email list of people who are interested in what you have to share. And then if you do that, your social media success will fall into place because now you have a library full of engaging content, which I think is so true and such a useful piece of advice, focusing on content first, everything else falling into place. Uh, moving on to arguably one of the biggest influencers of our generation, Gary Vaynerchuk. Isn't he probably also one of your favorite influencers in the marketing world, Brian? I think he used to be. I think okay. I got some, some new favorites now. Okay. All right. I just remember <laughs> big Gary V fan. When asked about all of the content he puts on social media in a recent interview, Gary V said, quote, my show and my social accounts are not a platform from which I talk about what's important to me. It's a platform from which I talk about what's important to you, end quote. And I think that's just a really great way of phrasing how important an outward focus is on social media. Totally agreed, Haley. By focusing on his audience and not himself, Gary is able to continually grow his audience and credibility because he gives his time, energy, and effort away without asking for anything in return. You know, it's a huge reason why he's seen success he has over the past few years and, you know, that and the fact that he's really good on camera, which is also a tough skill that, you know, not everybody has. Another piece of advice I found really valuable was in a Forbes interview with expert Judy Herbst. Judy talked about how your brand's mission statement needs to be one that works across all channels. The best missions are in the present leading to the future and are meaningful to all audiences. In that interview, Judy goes on to say that the best mission statements are achievable so people can see your progress now, and they're also emotional so people can connect with them in meaningful ways. And she gives the example of a business that's you know built to help women achieve success with transparency, trust, and fairness, so a very clear mission statement there. The key here is to find your mission statement, uh, which reminds me of the advice from Lisa Daughtry of Content Marketing Institute. Yes, Lisa talks about how you can never really predict what social media algorithms are going to do next. So if we're constantly chasing trends, you are always going to be one step behind, which is not a good place to be. So instead, she suggests to really get to know your audience so you can write copy that speaks to their desires, needs, and interests. And don't get greedy. Remember, it's not about reaching the most people. It's about reaching and moving the right people. Right. And she also recommends avoiding things like stock photos that can, you know, dilute your brand. Opt instead for real life pictures and custom visuals for a more authentic connection. And finally, include a unique, clear and compelling value proposition. One simple sentence that explains how your readers will benefit from your offer or your product.
speaking of reaching the right people, Rachel Peterson, CEO of Social Works Digital, had some great advice on using Facebook ads. She talked about how not everyone has several thousand dollars per month to spend on ads, which is just like so true. But if you can spend $150 to $200 each month for advertising, you can build a warm audience for marketing your product in two super simple steps. Two steps. That's it. So step one, host a Facebook Live or record a video of you or someone from your company talking about the backstory of your product and then post it to Facebook. It doesn't need to be longer than just a few minutes. And step two, boost the video with $5 per day on a video views objective under the campaigns. That'll start to rack up the views. Then create a custom audience of the people who viewed your video. Facebook will dynamically update the audience and run whatever other ads you want to the warmed video views audience. We've done that exact technique here at Buffer and it worked like a charm. And I was going to move on to something different, but that reminds me of um, Molly Pittman's advice on advertising too. Another one of our guests here on the show, that was back in episode number 42. Molly talks about how important it is to align your lead magnet or offer as we know it with your caption, your URL, and your landing page. You don't want them to feel like they've landed on another planet after clicking your ad. (laughs) I remember that episode well. Molly was so knowledgeable on Facebook and Instagram ads. I would highly recommend checking out her work and then also that episode. She talks about how critical lead magnets are in advertising. You're essentially giving people something free in exchange for the permission to follow up them in the future. These could be templates, a checklist, blog posts, posts, white papers, ebooks, and lots of other great things. So not only should your messaging align from the ad to the landing page, like you mentioned, Haley, but your offer has to be compelling enough to make people actually want to click, right? In other words, are you doing enough to stand out in the ad and the newsfeed? Such a good question, Brian. All right. So since we haven't covered it yet, let's take some advice from Rand Fishkin. You may not know it, but Google indexes every tweet, which makes it a great tool for search engine optimization or SEO. Most importantly, Rand talks about how you can't ignore that 60% of a business's or brand's followers are likely to purchase or recommend after following them on Twitter. That's a huge percentage. Yeah, I love that one because it's true. I, I see ranked tweets all the time when I'm searching for information in Google. Rand suggests limit how often you share links though on Twitter. Research shows that tweets without links perform better and get more engagement, which I thought was pretty surprising and engage with as many people as you can on Twitter. It's all about building a community on Twitter, not blasting out your message to as many people as you can. As we've talked about, Haley, it's really an investment in the long game there. Yeah, we talk about the Twitter algorithm in like our last episode, and that was really insightful. So lots of great things you can do on Twitter. And on the topic of investing in your brand on social media, let's talk about advice from expert Lee Odin. Lee says that the most important element for all marketers in 2019, which is coming up, so this is really timely, is truth. Truth, not in the sense of buzzwords like authenticity or transparency, but as a response to empty marketing tactics that have forced consumers to get wise to being sold to. So consumers are getting smarter about spending and partnering with brands. They're looking for brands that don't just make quality products, but that are conscious of supporting the wellness of humanity as a whole. That's so deep. Yeah. And this is something we've noticed as well this year, Haley, and that's the rise of what we're calling purpose-driven marketing. If you really want to set yourself and your brand apart, you have to stand for something that makes people's lives better. 
Think of companies like Patagonia that have seen unbelievable success over the years by taking a stand for something. I really do think that that's the future of marketing, really. And along the same lines is the advice from growth expert James Cohane. James talks about the importance of finding the right partners. The best part about social media or anything marketing related really is that you don't have to go at it alone. Brian, and I know that you've seen this firsthand with partners like MailChimp and Square and Animoto that we've worked with the last few years. By hand selecting a group of key partners to launch various co-marketing campaigns with, you are greatly increasing your chances of success as well as the potential audience for your content. Even something as small as a social media takeover can expose your brand to a whole new set of targeted customers. It's amazing what two brands can do together rather than trying to do everything yourself, especially if you're a small business or you know solopreneur. And if you align with the right brands in terms of messaging and content and values, it can really help to amass an audience quickly, which we've definitely experienced here at Buffer. Well, and I think that's a perfect segue into our last expert piece of advice for you today. And that's from Adriana Tika, CEO of marketing agency iDone. Adriana believes that switching things up and keeping your audience on their toes is a surefire way to grow your following and engagement on social media. And to do that, she recommends content curation. But don't just share any content that you come across because it's from an influencer, a big brand. Make sure it's on brand and it provides real value to your audience. I feel like curation is the key word here. Yes, absolutely. And Adriana calls, you know, finding unique content going underground for it. As you might expect, everybody reads the same content from the same top publications and the same influencers. So if you share that, that's really nothing new. Spending some time to find unique content will help your brand stand out. And if you want to automate, you know, just a part of this process, you can always use tools like BuzzSumo and Curata, which I personally love. But the trouble is, is that by using those tools, you're really just finding the same content as everyone else still. It's not that underground content. My go-to sources for content that hasn't been overshared are Reddit. That's literally, a, you know, there's a subreddit for everything. And then Hacker News. In fact, episode 112 is dedicated to finding great content in strange places. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Science of Social Media today. The show notes for this episode are now available on the Buffer blog at blog.buffer.com with a complete transcript. And as always, if ever you want to get in touch with myself or Brian, we're always here for you on social media. Just use the hashtag Buffer Podcast. You can also send us an email anytime at hello at buffer.com. Some really great shows coming up to end a wonderful 2018. We'll be sharing a very special select episode from our archives, as well as breaking down the top five social media trends you need to know going into 2019. And if you're listening to this into 2019, well, we're already there. So stay tuned for next Monday, everyone.